you've played all over the world. You've never won anywhere as a professional. You find yourself in the last group with one of your childhood heroes, Phil Mickelson. How would you play? How would you hold up? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for taking the time to be here and hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Wow. Was that an amazing weekend of golf or what? Was that? That was fantastic. I was so thoroughly entertained. I was also very happy because if you noticed in that last group, right, with Adam Long, Adam Hadwin, and Phil Mickelson, there were no white belts, right? So I didn't have to look away. But I mean, let's be honest. Going into this thing, uh, us older guys were probably pulling for Phil a little bit, Rusty Phil. And then you've got the Canadians. My mother's Canadian, so I do pull for the Canadians a little bit. So Adam Hadwin, and he'd had, you know, a 59 out in, in the desert before, and he'd come close before, so it would have been fun to see him win. And then there was this Adam Long, who none of us knew anything about, right? He, he's played in the little tours. I think he played down in I, I mean South America or something in the web.com tour. I think he finished like 16th. I mean, who is this guy? Man, he was solid. He was so fun to watch, chipping in twice for birdie. I mean, it was beautiful. It was just really super cool, fun golf. And then coming to the 18th green, first off, right when he hit his tee shot out to the right, and for any of you that have played that stadium course, out in the right in those, it's horrible. Pete dies, he's brutal. He is just a cruel man. That course can be so brutal. But out on the, on the right-hand side there, and again, you've got water all the way down the left. So it's a, it's a very popular bailout spot. But then to see how far below his feet the ball was, and for him to maintain his spine angle and hit that, it is so hard to miss that ball left and right trying to compensate. And if you lose your balance, there's not anything you can do to hit a good golf ball, right? You're, you're just going to be fighting to stand upright. He maintained his balance, kept his spine angle, put an amazing hit on the ball dead at the, it was unbelievable. It was great. And then to get up to the green, Adam Hanwin blows it over the green into the sand trap. Phil Mickelson hits one that's right on line, comes up short, and, and then it sort of plays out, right? Adam Hadwin almost makes his bunker shot, which was crazy. And, uh, and then, it, it, so now it's looking like, okay, it's pretty much, this is going to be a sudden death, right? We're going extra holes here. You don't think Phil's going to make his, what, 40-footer or whatever it was, but he almost makes that thing. But it broke so hard right to left at the end. He just miss, misses it a little underneath the hole. But that Adam Long, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way this guy, I know he's 31, so he's not totally young. He's been out playing a lot of professional golf. But you're thinking to yourself, on this stage, there is no way that this guy makes that putt dead center. Unbelievable. And I loved the camera angle on both Adam Hadwin and Phil Mickelson. You got Phil that just opens his book and mouths, wow which I think we were all feeling. We, nobody thought that putt was going in, especially after watching Phil's break so hard at the end. We don't think, there's no, how in the world 
does this guy in this in this particular situation get the speed and line just right and put it dead center? That was beautiful. I just I couldn't I couldn't have been more excited when that putt went in. And then Phil's response, wow. At first I was kind of like, well, that's kind of, you know, poor sportsmanship. But I mean, what else can you say? Well, Phil didn't expect to, to go in. Phil, I think Phil's already thinking about his next tee shot, right? I mean, Phil's out of the hole. I think he's thinking, okay, sudden death, what do we got to do? And, and he puts it right dead center. Nobody expected him to make that putt. Absolutely every casino in Vegas could have been taken to the cleaners if they'd allowed us to bet on Adam Law making that putt, right? And then Adam Hadwin, when the putt went in, he's such a class dude. He, he clapped. I'll tell you right now, clapping, that is the Canadian in Adam Hadwin. That's just who Canadians are. The Canadian half of me comes from my mother's side. It's a very kind, calm, well-mannered person. The American half of me comes from my dad's side. I'm just a jerk. So the American side, you saw sort of that. So the American side of me said, wow. And the Canadian side of me just clapped, was completely excited for Adam Long. So really cool, super, super cool tournament. I hope that you guys got to see it. Awesome. So fun. Always fun to see guys playing on a course that you've played on as well. I've never played it in the winter. It's always been when it's super, super hot because it's cheaper that way. And so everything's green. But to see, I mean, the, the overseeded rye, I mean, the overseeded, I think it's rye, the overseeded rye green with the dormant Bermudas, always kind of a cool look. I think that's pretty awesome. But all right. So it's a data Monday. So I wanted to jump in and take a look at some of the numbers then from Adam Long's win. First and foremost, I don't normally do it this way, but I'm going to because it's so amazing. First off, coming into this tournament, he's off the, the web.com tour, right? So he's played in five events so far in the 2018-2019 season, and he's made one cut, right? So we, we always look at cuts made as a indication of consistency. So he's sitting there at 20%, not very good. As far as making cuts go, Tiger, Tiger Woods makes 91% of the cuts that he enters. I went ahead and did Phil Mickelson numbers just to kind of compare. Phil Mickelson makes the cut 84% of the time. Okay, so here's Adam Long. He's made one cut his whole career coming into this tournament. He has had no top 10s. His total money for those five tournaments was 13 grand. And we always like to break it out and say, okay, how much money is that per event? So he's made $2,600 per event, which breaks down to about $1,000 per day he's played, right? Because he got, he got cut and, and didn't make any money. So he's really only made, you know, 13 grand in one tournament. But we always include all the tournaments to kind of look at it. We got tons of snow today. So you're hearing ice falling off the outside of the office. So that's what we're sitting at. So he, he was basically making, um, you know, days played about $1,000 a day. And then you look at Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson makes, when he shows up at a tournament and everything that he's done in his life per event, he makes about $37,000 $37, a day he plays. The very top ever is obviously Tiger Woods. He makes $83,000 a day on average when he plays, right? So that's the discrepancy. You go from Tiger Woods at $83,000 a day to down to Adam Long who makes $1,000 a day when he plays professional golf. And Phil Mickelson, who he's playing against, makes $37,000 a day. Okay, so that's, that's through the five tournaments. Now we're going to throw in his winnings 
and his cut made and everything for now that he's won the Desert Classic. So now his making the cut percentage has risen to 33%. Okay, he now has one top 10, which puts him at 17% of the time he makes top 10s. Phil makes top 10s 33% of the time. Uh, again, Tiger Woods, top in the list. Tiger Woods makes a top 10. Every time he enters a tournament, he will be in, a, in the top 10 56% of the times. More than half the time, Tiger is going to finish, not only make the cut, but finish in the top 10. So pretty incredible. So now we've got um, Adam Long now makes the top 10 16, 17% of the time. His total winnings now are $1,075,568. Um, Mickelson's total winnings, $88,773,000, right? But here's where it gets fun. Because he's only played in six tournaments, total money per event now, um, Phil Mickelson makes $149,000 an event on average. So now, after that win and playing in six tournaments, Adam Long's average per tournament used to be $2,600. After that one win, he now makes $179,000 an event with that one win. So it brought him up extensively. Tiger Woods leads that list. Uh, Tiger Woods makes $33,300, let's see, $333,829 a tournament. So close to $334,000 a tournament is what Tiger Woods makes. So still, you know, Adam Long after his big win is only half of what Tiger Woods does on average per event. So those are some cool numbers there just for fun. Really, really cool win for Adam Long. Now let's get into the performance numbers where we have set up these benchmarks to help us sort of analyze our own game and see what we need to work on as far as what the weaknesses are in our game. So let's take a look to see how Adam Long stacks up and where his weaknesses are typically. We don't have a lot of data on Adam Long, right? I'm just looking. He's only been on tour now for six events, but we're going to take what we can and learn from this. So Adam Long typically hits 61% of his fairways. And we have there, as far as our driving accuracy benchmark goals, to be 50 to 60%. So he's right basically where we would expect our performance to be. And again, this is the low end of the TGA, a PGA Tour player. Now, I heard some, I heard some comments today, and I, I didn't want to, I'm going to talk about it. So I heard some comments today on the radio about, hey, you know, um, that we amateurs really shouldn't look at PGA Tour players and look at their stats and try to come up with some way to make our, our golf game better by looking at their stats. I have a problem with that for a couple of reasons. One, I think it is good for us to look at their stats as long as we're realistic. One, I think that, that when we watch golf tournaments, it, we get it into our head that they are far better putters than they are, that they chip in way more than they chip in, that they hit you know, the fairways way more than they hit the fairways. So I think that we have unreal ex unrealistic expectations of what PGA Tour players do. So if we're comparing ourselves to those statistics, what we think is going on based on what we've been watching when we watch television, yes, we shouldn't get involved in that at all. But if we're looking like we've done here, we've been re very responsible. We've taken the PGA Tour averages and we've basically created benchmarks to the low end of those averages that I think for an amateur golfer becomes very realistic. And, and because these are, this is real data, very trackable. Okay, so that's how we set these things up. 
So as far as Adam Long goes, driving accuracy, he typically is around 61%. For the tournament, he was 71%. We would expect for him to perform a little bit better in a tournament that he won, and he did. He was 10 percentage points higher for the Desert Classic. Okay, greens and regulation. He typically hit 68% of his greens in regulation. For the tournament, he was at 71%. That is quite a bit lower than the previous guys ahead of him for winning a tournament. And, and, but we saw when he missed the green a couple times, his short game was quite extraordinary. He chipped in twice for birdie on the back nine on a Sunday. That's not typical. Yes, call it luck or whatever, but, but watching his chipping stroke, his motion, and watching him get set up, both those times he made those chips, it looked like he was trying to make them. He thought he had a good chance of making those chips. So really cool, really beautiful to watch. So there you go. So he is greens and regulation, 68%. Our benchmark is 55 to 65%. Okay, so he was just above that, and we would expect him to be, right? Because he just won a big golf tournament. That being said, so if we're hitting less than 55% of our greens and regulation, then we would say, okay, let's work on that and let's improve our approach shots. Scrambling. Our benchmark for, benchmark for scrambling is 45 to 55%. And again, that's the low end of the PGA Tour. Um, for this, for the uh, 2019, Adam Long is at 59%. So again, just a little bit higher than what we, than we would consider our benchmarks. Okay, sand saves. This, is, this one's pretty interesting. We have our benchmark between 30 and 50%. And again, that, it, it's such a wide variable just because most of the courses we play at have crappy sand traps. And I don't care if it's at a, a country club or whatever. Our sand traps compared to the sand traps that the PGA Tour plays with, at night and day. So we had to be a little more generous there. So we're saying between 30 and 50%. So if, if we're making one out of three, Getting up and down one out of three times out of the sand trap, we would consider our gains to be pretty solid as far as sand saves go. Adam Long gets up and down on average 38% of the time. Okay, so right in that spot. So we would say for a tour pro, probably not very good. He could probably would expect a tour pro who's proficient to be above that, that higher end of our benchmark. And then what, what he did for the Desert Classic, he, he got up and down 75% of the time, three out of four. So very, very good stats out of the sand trap, essentially double of what he normally does. So really cool there. Putting from 20 feet, our benchmark is 3 to 7%. Adams is right at 7%. So very much it's kind of the lower end of the tour average. Putting from 10 feet, we would expect to make 20 to 40% of our putts. Um, Adams right at 24%, which is lower than either Matt Kuchar or Xander Shoffley. And his putting stroke was so beautiful, and he made so many good putts. I was surprised to see it that way. And then putting from five feet, he makes 80% of his putts. We're saying our benchmark is between 65 and 80. He's on the higher end of that, which is where we would expect him to be. So that's kind of how he stood up to our benchmarks. Again, our benchmarks are looking really solid. If our games, if we can get our games to these benchmarks, we are going to be playing really, really good golf. Anyway, I had a great time. That was so fun to watch. Great tournament. Congratulations to Adam Long. So cool to think about the stability he has now after being such a journeyman all over the world, playing wherever he could. I always love it when their spouse, girlfriend, and kids or whatever come out because they have had to sacrifice so much for him to pursue his dream. 
just to have that is just, it's such a beautiful moment to know that he has essentially security, I think through 2022. I think this year is just kind of given. So you want to you want to win early on because then you get a two year you get two year exemption, but it starts from the next year. But he now gets qualified into all the majors. He set himself up so for a really great two and a half, two and a, you know, two and three quarters years of golf. So good for him. Very exciting. Super fun to watch. So that's the data from a data Monday. Hope that was enjoyable for you. Definitely get these benchmarks down. I will put them back every Monday. I'll try to put them back up so we have them readily, readily available for when spring comes around. There you have it. Happy Monday. Hopefully you've enjoyed MLK Day and um, we'll talk to you next time. And remember, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.